Welcome to the Good Gossip Podcast. We are so excited that you decided to join us. Our goal is to start a chain reaction that keeps you talking about good gossip, the kind that's focused on Jesus Christ. We hope this encourages you. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to the first Good Gossip Podcast. We are so excited to get started. We are just so excited that you are listening. Yes, guys, welcome to the first Good Gossip Podcast. Um, To start us off, we have Mrs. Annie Metzger um, just sharing some good news with us today. I'm so excited to hear what she has to say and just um, of what she says, the impact it'll have um, to all of our listeners. So, Annie, how have you been lately? Oh, pretty good. Just filling filling the listeners in. Um, Me and Anna have been grinding through our preseason with the women's soccer team at UC, and so that's almost coming to an end. We have our first regular season game coming up this week and so just excited to get playing uh, excited to get school back up and running um, this summer has been pretty good enjoying the sunshine so yeah just kind of finishing out the summer and looking forward to school getting started that's awesome um well we'll just jump right in so what is the good gossip you want to bring to the table today so I want to share today with listeners that God always has got your back. Um, he's always in it with you for the long run. Um, he's in it with you in every circumstance, whether you know it or not. But he always has your back, and he always wants what's best for you. And he's always your number one fan. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about like what you're studying here at UC and just kind of um, your career goals and path. Yeah, so um, I am a pre-med major, and so uh, my past three years of college, I've really been focused on lots of science classes, I must say, but honestly, when COVID hit this past year, it got harder with all the online stuff, which I bet everybody can probably say the same thing, Um, and so I also kind of spent the past year studying and taking the MCAT and um, kind of applying to medical school, so hopefully in the next year I'll know exactly which school I'll get to go to god willing um but yeah really the past five months six months of my life have been kind of focused on this one big test which is an MCAT which is the test you have to take to get into medical school so during soccer season even um, which kind of threw a wrench in the plans I was just studying a ton Um, my life was kind of all wrapped around that and uh, so it was kind of draining it was difficult I am not gonna lie Yeah, that seems like a very, very tough situation. I am not academically gifted the way you've been. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I don't know about that, but Annie, I know, has just been studying so hard for this, and it's been a lot with soccer and school, Um, and I know that that hasn't been easy. So kind of what conflicts have you seen the past couple years with with the major you've selected and career path. Yeah, um, honestly, a lot of the conflicts have really just come up in the the past uh, year, five to six months. Um, Obviously, when COVID hit, felt isolated, felt like this whole burden was just completely like weighing me down. And I kind of carried that into this past spring semester. And then um, we got through the soccer season and the soccer season was so exciting and fun. But I knew once school ended that I really needed to kind of take one month and just fully buckle down on studying for this test. And so I spent the whole month, really the last week of April into the whole month of May, 
just completely full-time, waking up in the morning and going to bed just that entire day, study, 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 and um, wasn't really talking to many people. It was a long month, and um, I'm not going to lie, like, I was really, really frustrated that month because tests have always come really easy to me, but... um, as I was studying more and more, it was kind of ironic, like my scores were getting worse and worse. And so I really felt like stuck in a hole almost. And I was really frustrated at myself because I was like, obviously what I'm doing isn't working, but like I picked this date and I know I'm gonna, I'm supposed to take this test, but like, why isn't it working out? Like, there's no way it was gonna get better. Um, this score isn't really gonna mean much to listeners because it's a weird scale, but I was getting like around 504s and 505s and basically with that score you don't get into like any medical schools and so it really really didn't make sense to me. Why was I studying so much and my scores were getting so much worse and so um, on top of that there was some other stuff that happened and I'll go into that where um, my roommate and my teammate Ali Sadlowski passed away Um, and I actually I took my last practice test the day before she passed away and that before everything happened like I took that practice test I did the worst I ever did I got a 503 and I was like screw this there's no way I'm taking this test I'm not prepared I spent so much money trying to prepare and it's not working out um usually when you apply to medical school like school schools look at all of your scores they don't like just take the best one into consideration. They kind of average. So I was like, this score would screw me over for the future even, so I shouldn't do it. I was so scared of what was gonna happen like a week from that last test date. And then that next day when I found out what happened to one of my best friends, I was even more crushed. And I was like, no, now I really don't think I should take it because the circumstances weren't um, the best. And so like so much fear, so much stress, so much anxiety and worry was like built up in those three weeks and on top of the isolation from studying like I have never felt so like desperate and like alone in my entire life and so yeah I was just really burned down and um totally like felt the weight of the entire situation I didn't know what to do yeah and I mean that week before we had actually seen each other that Monday and I mean we were both kind of set for whirlwinds of you know what's next um and I remember we tried to get together and there was another thing that happened that week with your dad that just kind of was another stepping stone of what what are what do we do now like what's next yeah yeah like our whole team was gonna um get together that week whoever was in Cincinnati um but then two days after Allie passed away I found out that um my dad was like rushed to the hospital he had to undergo emergency surgery my mom was freaking me out. She probably didn't choose the best words, but she was like, the surgeons were rushing in and being like, let's go save his life. And she like comes home the next day and we've heard, like I already was dealing so much with Allie and I was like, great, this is just another slap in the face. Like, why is everything crashing down right at this moment? Like this is supposed to be the biggest week of my life and I can't believe all this is happening. And like, I know like Anna could tell too, like there was just so much like weight I felt upon my shoulders for no reason like it was just more of sadness um worry stress and I couldn't believe like everything that was happening with my dad was going on top of it and it was like I couldn't 
and I wasn't choosing to go see my dad because I wanted to be with my teammates during that week. But like, yeah, I mean, we all were really going through it and this huge test was coming up and I didn't know what to do. And that just added to the fact that I thought I should not be taking this test. Like, I remember going up to my mom and I was like, there is no way I'm supposed to be taking this test. Like, I won't even make it through the first section. Like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start bawling my eyes out. Like, there is no way. And she was like, I think that you're supposed to take the test. And then I get a call from Allie's mom and she asked me to read something at the funeral, which was the same day as my test. And I was like, no, now I'm really not supposed to take tests because I need to be at this funeral for her family and for my teammates and my friends and to just honor Allie and... My mom was like, you picked May 28th for a reason. Um, The time slot that I picked was 3 p.m., which was even Allie's number. And she was like, "That you're supposed to take the test at that time, on that day, that was chosen five months in advance. And I was like, I really just don't want to. I'm not ready. I'm freaking out. Um, But it was a blessing that my brother's girlfriend was in town and she like approached me like the day before the funeral and she was like I can't even begin to imagine like what you're going through but I can promise you right now like I know for a fact God knew exactly what was going to happen this past week but he still put that date on your heart for a reason because he is going to be with you through it all she was like his timing it's frustrating for us but it's perfect for him and he picked out this day and he knew it was going to happen and he has Allie in his hands and in his arms so we have to trust him and I was like I chose in that moment even though I was so scared like I'm going to take it and I'm going to trust him and ooh, that was uh that was scary we had like 200 plus people praying for me that day um we actually like had picked a score like I said before my last practice test was a 503 but um we were like let's just pick a, a random number. We picked a 510. We're like, there's no way I'll get that, but it's a, it'll be a miracle if I do. Like, we'll know for sure that God's working. We'll give him some room to work. And um, so we, I had like 200 people praying for a 510. And yeah, but I made it through the test that day. Can't believe it. That's right. And, you know, you had to wait like a month to get your test results back. Um, but when they finally came, I think the test score was special and the things that you found on the test um, were specific things that people had prayed for and that had kind of happened. Um, So if you want to share some of those miracles that happened that day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was probably one of the most exciting parts about it was kind of all the details that were taken care of. Um, So I got my test score back a month later, like Anna said, and... um, I started shaking and crying, like dropped my phone on the spot. Um, it actually turned out to be a 513, which may not mean yeah. nothing, but <laughs> 10 points higher than my practice test. And that's just like unheard of. Nobody really goes in and does that much better than their last practice test. And um, I knew like in that moment when I saw the score that like God had done something huge and that these 200 people that were even praying for it too would get to experience that same miracle and it was just like such an honor to be a part of that and to let God be glorified through that and um I was thinking back and like like I said before God was in the details so during that week 
that everything happened, um, when I found out about Allie, I didn't touch a single study material until the funeral was the Thursday, which was the day before my test, and on the way home was the first time I opened my computer back up. And um, there's four sections on the MCAT, um, and the last one's a psychology, sociology section, and so... I usually struggled with that one and I was just chose some random podcast to listen to like on the drive home and like the next day half that section was like full of the podcast that I had listened to and same with the science sections like I had pulled out specific notes that were on the test that day and I had asked a few people to pray that I didn't have any reading passages in my um reading section and I didn't and so like it all came over the fact that like God had answered so many little prayers and that was so cool how he like really really paid attention to the little details to like help give me peace and get me through the test yeah and the 513 i think is so cool too <laughs> just because 513 is cincinnati's area code and ali sidlowski's number was three um so i think god showed up kind of cool there too really and she was there with me through the entire test as well so you know, my whole family is just hoping that I stay in the 513 for <laughs> medical school, so we'll see. That's right. Um, well, I think it's easy for all of us to say that sometimes it's difficult to see what God is doing um, in our lives and even question whether he's working or not. Um, but have you ever, like, dealt, like, with this, like, in that time? Um, and how has God reassured you in these moments? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, this this whole past year and even everything that happened with the test that day and um, with what happened to Allie and my dad, like, I was so hopeless, I was so burdened, I was so mad at God, and, like, I felt like everything I was saying to him was, like, totally lost in translation, like, I felt like he didn't care whatsoever about anything that was happening, because, like, the timing didn't make sense of everything, like, why was Allie taken from us so early? I don't know, and it's so frustrating to still think about that, um, and it's, like, why did, why did that have to happen to my dad before this test too? And it's like, he knew how important the test was going to be to me in my future. So why was he trying to jeopardize that as well? And, um, I think I learned through that and knowing that like, it is easy for us to kind of miss what God's doing is when I look back after I got my test score and saw him work in the little details was, um, I didn't see it in the moment but I had to go back and really reflect on it. And so, and a lot of times it doesn't work out like that. You don't get the perfect story, but something that God reassured me even was he still was with me on that test day. Like I remember walking out of that test and being like, I can't believe I made it through. I have never felt such a peace come over me, felt so much energy on a test. Like I was a wreck walking into that test center that day. I was bawling and people were looking at me like, what are you doing here? This doesn't make any sense. This is a seven hour test. There's no way you're gonna get yourself together. And like, I had to really, really lean in to the Holy Spirit and ask God for strength and peace. And it's just like, if I wouldn't have stepped out in faith and trusted him, then 200 plus people would be missing out on a crazy cool miracle right now and like if I would have let fear overtaken me in that circumstance too that I wouldn't have gotten the result that I did and I did not want to trust in that day trust me like it was brutal but I am so so glad that I decided to lean in and trust him that's awesome 
Well, Anna, you've shared some great gossip um, with us. Um, is there any promises that like this story has led you to discover that you also want to share? Yeah. So kind of like I, what I said, like God always has your back. Like he had my back that day. And honestly, ever since that day, there has been little stuff that's happened to my family, to my friends that like we've really had to ask him to provide for us. And I have seen him work in the crazy little details once again and have their backs as well. And I promise he has your back. Um, but also like I just want to let you all know like he cares deeply about what you're doing and like your purpose because sometimes it's also easy to fall into the trap of does God really care about like what I'm going to be doing in five years like at my work at my job and it's like yes every moment matters today and he's going to help provide you for and prepare you for those circumstances in the future and like honestly looking back we prayed for something and God answered that prayer way above and beyond like everything that I could have asked or imagined. And so I've really been stuck to the verse Ephesians 3.20. And it's just now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so it's just so true to know now and to have lived through it. Like God does exceedingly and abundantly more than all we could ask or imagine. And like Jesus even says, like, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And so sometimes when we are in our weakest state and we don't feel like God is working in our lives, like, we just have to take a second and reflect and just really trust him to know that God's power is going to eventually work and that season will come to an end and his promise will be fulfilled no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, that's really my encouragement for listeners is, Like, God has always got your back, and he's working in those details, and he really, really wants what's best for you. That is some good gossip, Annie Metzger. I love that. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. Um, I know that all the listeners will just take something different um, from this, like, first podcast. Um, We invite you um, to join in as we have more guests and more speakers come and just share um, same amazing stories of just how God has been in their lives recently um, yeah and give us a follow on um all social media we're gonna get that up and running yes, soon we are. stay tuned for some more fun and cool listeners we're gonna have some more student athletes maybe some coaches maybe some just other students so it's gonna be super exciting yeah we're super excited for this um and thank you guys for listening